0: Plot, Bird Box, 2018. Five years after an ominous unseen presence drives most of society to suicide, a mother and her two children make a desperate bid to reach safety. Voice over off. When you're blind and watching.
1: to Citizen Wide Kane, the podcast that will only be safe in very specific apocalypse scenarios. My name is Sky McLeod. I'm Melissa Buckta. And today we are talking about bird box.
0: Yes, we are halfway through scared, sightless at this point. Yes. Yes, and it was my week to pick the movie and this is what I chose (laughs) I knew this movie would kind of be divisive and a bit hard to talk about because technically obviously spoilers for Bird Box this came out in 2018 so if you haven't seen it sorry uh, the only truly blind characters in this film are the characters we meet at the end. Yeah, this seems to be your new whole bit because the yep. last
1: movie you picked, the same was true. We
0: had a character who was blind for the last five minutes that's, of the movie. That's true. And I, I, I <laughs> truly hope this does not become my thing. because I'd like to get out of this particular wheelhouse. But uh, I really want to talk about Bird Box last year and we just had
1: Better, we just had so many movies, and horror movies more movies to m-
0: watch. So many more movies to talk about. So we, uh, well, we talked okay, about it this Okay, so year. this
1: movie kind of, it has characters that are um, situationally need to be blind.
0: Yes, yes. And so that's why I, I thought this would be a really interesting yeah. movie to talk about.
1: It's not. I mean, in a way, it's actually much more about blindness than wild hearts are free as a mm-hmm. whole movie or why do i always say wild hearts are free that's what wild I- hearts cannot be broken. yeah wild hearts can't be broken um that movie is technically really only about a blind character in the like summary of what the movie is about overall. Yes. But when you actually watch the movie, if you cut out the last 10 minutes, then you don't, it has no bearing on blindness whatsoever. It's nothing to do with blindness. Mm. Whereas this movie, technically, the characters need to become blind, right, constantly for most of the movie. So, in a way, it actually is much more of like a blind related media because of that. It's yeah. weird though, because you're right, yeah, that there is technically not a blind character. In until the end and to the point that i was like i guess but
0: it was just to me very confusing because i've not seen this before okay so and this is my full disclosure this is my 2nd rewatch of this so. right yeah so i did notice other things you know the second time around uh but i'm very curious as to what you thought about it <laughs> um well let's see i mean i think the thing that was so frustrating
1: to me about the movie i was like Get some fucking blind people in this movie. Like, it was just Mm -hmm. so stupid that they Mm -hmm. couldn't, like, handle their shit. And I was like, blind people are obviously wandering around this world doing just fine. Like, just go find the fucking blind people. Like, because this is a post-apocalyptic world where you have, like, what, instead of being a contagious
0: disease, is like a... Interdimensional cosmic beings that, when looked at, will force sane people to commit suicide and will get in and make crazy people want to murder people it's kind of ableist too <laughs> it is when you super it really is super ableist, actually so that's that's what my roommate and i were talking about the like you said the easiest way to solve this problem is to blind yourself basically right uh is to gouge your eyes out essentially uh so i don't necessarily like what this movie has to say about blindness or being blind and i on the second rewatch, I really don't like what this movie has to say about mental health. You know, it's it's so dumb. <laughs> it like, really bothered me. Right, because you are assuming all of these people who are quote-unquote crazy or bad, quote-unquote bad, when they look at, upon whatever these horrible things are, uh, they just – are filled with this insatiable bloodlust to kill people and that's just so and reductive And they want everyone to look at right, it. Right, they want everyone to look at it because it's so beautiful.
1: Right. And then it's like and I and they say, like, oh, it's the criminally insane are the ones that are exactly. going around the doing pe- it. The
0: people who are in prison, the people who are in the psychiatric hospitals and stuff. And it's just so reductive.
1: It's, yeah, it is. And also, like, it just plays into the most toxic narratives of, like, the fact that, like, you know, tend to get people with mental health... um, uh, mental illness, I mean, are, like, ten times as likely to be the um, victim of a crime, the perpetrator, you know? It's just, like, right. you know, it's those kinds of things that are, like, it just plays into the most Hollywood problematic fucked up things that, like, make the lives of people with mental illness hell, because these stereotypes and, like, you know, negative portrayals that, that by being, like, having mental illness, it makes you, like, basically... Evil and not – yeah, and wanting to mm-hmm. kill people is right. really, right, really because, fucked up. <laughs> right,
0: because all – that's that's what mentally challenged folks want to do. They're just heartless, awful, bloodthirsty people. And that's not true at all. So, it, you know, these things are supposed to bring out our, our most base instincts or something. Right. something to that extent. As
1: opposed to, like, just saying, like, the shittiest people who, like, have the most toxic masculinity are the ones who who are doing it just because they're, which doesn't make sense either, but, like, uh, you know, it's Right, not I mean, when that.
0: when you start to try and examine this film and pick at it, really pick at it, everything just completely falls apart. Yeah. Uh, it is based on a novel, which I did read after oh, wow. watching the film, actually. Not th- not this week. I read it right. years ago when How I watched compare- this movie.
1: Well, it's only three years ago or yeah something.
0: only about three years ago i remember liking the book a little bit more than i liked the movie Interesting, uh, but i but obviously the book didn't have very much of an impact on me because i don't remember much
1: do you remember any like differences between no the two? it's they're okay. pretty much
0: the same pretty much okay yeah uh Maybe yeah it worked i don't better as a book for some reason. i think it worked better as a book because i didn't have to watch it <laughs> well th- okay this movie is brutal it earns its R rating. Yeah, it is really hard to watch. There
1: was there was a the, when they're stabbing people with scissors. I didn't. Look that was at the that. worst one. I Hon- did just like stop looking right. at it, which Honestly, I normally don't yeah. do because I'm blind, so I can't really see what's going on. But I'm like, no, I'm not want to watch this. It's like such a, and it's also like so motion heavy. Like the motion of it's it is so upsetting. Really it's like something I hate. What I just right. anytime there's scissors and it's a horror
0: movie, I'm like, well, I'm done with this part of the movie. It's <laughs> stupid for me, especially in that in that scene. It's the sound. It, like, yeah, it's executed. True. It is, it is executed really well. You know, as as far as as the scene for what it is, and it's just it's awful. It's I awful. It. I I mm, uh, you might have to edit this next line out. I suppose we should maybe make some kind of a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode that it's we're talking about suicide. Yeah,
1: we can talk about that. I mean, uh, I'm I won't edit it out. I figure we would just say it in the episode. I mean, this movie okay. is not really about suicide at all. No it's Someone who no. works with people who like. Sure. Experience your sure. set of thoughts. Obviously, you right. know, if this is because it does, it is part of the plot. Like, if this is something that is sensitive right now for you Stop or whatever. Listening. Yeah, you can it's, always come yeah. back later or yeah. not listen to this at all. We will talk about it probably, but my guess is going to be, and I mean, I will. I'll edit this out if yeah. I'm wrong, but like, <laughs> but I don't think we're going to really t- get into any nitty gritty things of it. It's just like a plot device that doesn't really make any sense. So it's mm-hmm. like really has nothing to do with suicide at all. It's just a plot device. It's basically like people are dying. Cool. This thing is killing them, but it's like the way it kills them is there, but it's, they don't they don't really have, it's nothing like someone who's experiencing right. suicidal it's, thoughts. So it's, it's hard it is to- a, It is a
0: compulsion rather than a, a, the thought process of, yes, I'm going to commit this act
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it is weird. It's, it's not, it's like, it's sort of a compulsion. It's really, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just not, they just basically become zombies and then die instantly and just find a way. But, you know, it's like, it it could just easily be someone else Mm -hmm. trying to do it. I mean, it is surprising, though, how, like... I mean, now, now I'm like I say this, and now I'm gonna get into like nitty gritty about suicide. So, um, so I'll try to avoid that a little bit. But it is like this movie is like how many different ways are like just I mean, I guess danger in our everyday life because I think about that a lot, like gun violence and, um, like guns are especially dangerous if you're um have thoughts of suicide to have guns accessible in the house, mm-hmm. um, and and it is interesting just how the like mostly um like cars that
0: are the methods of people randomly killing themselves in the beginning yeah when when there's mass hysteria in the streets because cars are just there and are you know it's very it's very easy it's very easy to crash and i guess once
1: everyone is crashing their cars they also start exploding Well, that's because
0: it's a movie. Yes. Mythbusters has proved all these car myths time and time again. Do cars not explode ever? Well, maybe not ever, but they they have to. You would think that, right? Because, you know, in in the movie, you shoot the gas tank and the car explodes, right? Yeah. It doesn't actually happen. If you shoot the gas tank. It mm-hmm. doesn't actually happen. But, like,
1: if there's already fire around, I thought then you still... Probably. Aren't you supposed to get out of a car when it crashes? Yeah, obviously, but, you know. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, this movie is, like, tries to figure out what's dangerous around you. Which, I mean, like, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um... I mean, it's everyone just becomes a zombie, but they, yeah, instead of being a zombie that like
0: continues to exist, they just die instantly by killing themselves. They want to kill themselves. Yes. Yes. Uh, So basically our main character is Mallory, played by Sandra Bullock. And her, she and her sister, played by my favorite scream queen Sarah Paulson. <laughs> I love Sarah Paulson. Just she makes anything better. It, the first, the first twenty minutes of this movie are great yeah. because she and Sandra Bullock are there. And then, <laughs> and then she dies, yes. and I am sad. But that's okay because I have eight seasons of American Horror Story, so it's everything's great. That's good. <laughs> She's the literally the best part of the show. <laughs> well, she and Jessica Lange. Anyway. Um, So this movie's
1: only good in the first 10 minutes is the moral of the story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But it's a weird, well, the way it's told is so weird because so much of the movie we're cutting back to her. Right. Like this is something that's like
0: five and a piece years later. Right. Um, and that is how the book is too okay. the chapters flip flop back and forth so it's
1: really yeah. annoying like I hate this rhetoric device in TV shows because you're mm-hmm. like okay well I'm spending the whole TV show like wondering how we got to this part that you started the episode with like it's annoying to me but it's even more annoying when we're constantly cutting back and forth and back and forth and you're like well any character that I'm invested in I know dies because it's just her mm-hmm. and two children that like you just at very early on have to assume are the two pregnant people's children mm-hmm. and and so i'm like okay so i guess she survives and then i guess both of the people her and the other girl and the other woman who are pregnant i guess they both have their kids but then literally everyone else must die except for Mm -hmm. sandra bullock's character and that's yeah and that is what happens but it's like annoying because you're like you don't i'm just like for any character i'm watching i'm like well but they're gonna die Mm -hmm.
0: I i think one of the saving graces of this movie and I don't even know if you could call it a saving grace, but <laughs> but I I think that the acting is pretty good for for most everybody, honestly. Yeah, uh, not you know, not everybody's a shining star, but I I they the cast is stacked. Actually, there's a there's a lot of of names in this movie, and I think they play their parts very well, and they're engaging and interesting to watch. And I do care about them when they die i do feel sad i do i do feel something i don't want to watch all of them die yeah you do but i i i i'm really pulling for them to stay alive most of them john Mm
1: -hmm. malkovich can die
0: (laughs) <laughs> he was his character is really interesting and i the first time i watched this yes i had i had the very same reaction i was just like well he can go and die yeah he's a curmudgeonly old conservative republican i don't know but he's just mean and mean he's just and stuff. an asshole he's just an asshole but in the For end no good reason right but in the end if he could have gotten out of the garage uh i think he i know he would have tried to save everyone in that house
1: yeah, I even though so. he's a
0: curmudgeonly asshole.
1: But he's like not the lovable kind. He's like no. completely unself aware. No, he's, he's an m- asshole mean, yeah. And like he only saves and he kinda doesn't care about anyone's life that much. Like he's more happy to kill someone he doesn't trust than he is to like right. save someone he like I guess does if he does trust anyone. Sure.
0: <laughs> but he's but he's also the one who Figures out what Gary is up to and... Because he doesn't trust anyone. It's like, see, it's like, that's not the
1: best attribute. That doesn't endear you to... Like, I'm like, yes, I think it is an important trait to have Mm -hmm. sometimes in survival situations. And, you know, in real life, like, not always trusting people right off the bat is, like, sometimes you know, saves you from getting into trouble in the mm-hmm. real world. But if a character's only
0: saving grace is they don't trust anyone, then I'm like, no, that's not enough. Give me like an actual empathetic human right. being. Right, and I'm not and I'm not even saying that he kind of redeems himself in the end because he, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. I just think... He tries I, to I, save people and then kind of fails. Right. I, like by warning them. Yes. I think the reason why I can try and, and find a few tiny layers in this character is because of john malkovich's performance as an actor i guess i'm i i i'm using that to justify the fact that these people are watchable and i care about them because the acting is is pretty good yeah
1: yeah i mean it's and it's written on like it could this movie could be written a lot worse like a lot of the movies we watch I feel like I mean it really depends on the movie, but like there are definitely many movies we've watched where the writing is very terrible, and I'm like, right? The, who is writing right. this? Right, and this isn't and the, this like isn't like the greatest that. writing, but it's, it's not horrible. It's not like yeah, yeah. It is not very. It's not like good writing, but it's also not like so bad that it's extremely distracting. Like you right. kind of forget that it's like writing for a little bit, little bits, and then sometimes like there are some things at the beginning where they were like, if you look at it, it will. You'll want to kill yourself if you look at it. It's the visuals. It's vision. If you look at it and i'm like okay we like literally needed to hear this one time and also we didn't even really need to hear it at all because it's like she looks away and then doesn't die so you know that well seems yeah to be the and
0: thing. especially before she before sandra bullock gets to the house right after her sister has killed herself i you, you're sitting there and you're like mm, yeah she's wearing a full set of plot armor maybe two full sets of well plot i guess armor. that's
1: true and that she like she looks away um so that we we assume we have to now assume that it's not about seeing but it is also like such a coincidence that she doesn't look at the very moment that is that her know. sister
0: sees this thing. Right exactly. Right cuz she's because she's also trying to pay attention to the road. So I'm like they're looking in the exact same direction. So how does Sandra Bullock not die? Well she goes <laughs> to get she's looking for her phone or for um oh her right phone. okay she go yeah you are correct. Okay. Yeah. Well fine.
1: She's still wearing plot armor. It's plot armor that that was the exact moment that she looked to the back of the car but like when that happened i was just like yeah where are all the blind people why aren't blind people like figuring this shit out why aren't they going to get stuff from the stores why aren't they like helping everyone like where would where
0: are they because we're all stuck in compounds and institutes and stuff apparently yes so like is that's i mean have we spoiled them yet Oh, I mean, the end is basically, yes, Sandra Bullock and the two kids survive and we find out that the safe haven that is being broadcast on the radio is a blind institute.
1: we broadcast on like a ham radio, ham, of, like an actual yeah, yeah. conversation, like a phone call, basically, which I'm like, why didn't the guys just say that at the time? Like, it's not like a secret. He's like, this is where we are. Come, we can help. Like, he doesn't, it's not a secret that they're blind. It's blind people. Like, I would feel, because I would not trust that guy. But if he said, right. I it's we're not, a bunch of blind people here, then I would trust him. It's but it's not, not, don't they don't say yet.
0: it. They they don't say it because that's the twist ending, which is not a twist ending. No, because, of no, course blind people are the ones who are alive. Right? It's lame because disability is only seen in this film until as a twist. Right uh, until it needs to Right, because it's like so obviously
1: made for sighted people because a blind person could never ever watch this and I'll be like, where are we? Where are all the blind people? Where are we? We would be surviving. Where are we? Why are we not the survivors that are helping everyone? What the hell is going on? And the fact that it happens at the end, you're still like, what? How did this not happen sooner? How does she have to like tra- tra- traverse a mm-hmm. giant
0: river to right, get oh, there? Where is, that's what I want to know. Where the fuck is this place? Like, yes, they're, she has to get down the this. Like you said, giant river, and they're in the middle of a forest. I'm like, where is this? Why are these blind
1: people in the middle of a forest? And it's so hard to get to without vision, because at one point they say, like,
0: on the, uh, on the boat, you have to use your eyes at one point. So why did they even make a school for the blind in such an inaccessible place? I mean, maybe five years ago, it was accessible <laughs> to get to by I mean, a bus probably. or something. But it, but it is it was, like funny. What are we talking about It's here?
1: also funny, because every time I see, like, Redwood forests in a movie, I'm like, oh, it's Santa Cruz. And then I'll look, and it's, like, literally never Santa Cruz. But this time it actually was Santa Cruz, but I oh, didn't nice. even think that watching it, which is very funny to me, because later on I was like, oh, this time it actually was, because I, every time I see a Redwood Forest, I'm just like, you know, it's school there. I'm like, oh, it's like where I used to go to school. It's kind of like the places near school where I would like film silly like short movies and stuff. And and then it's like never, ever actually Santa Cruz. But yeah, this was filmed someone in Santa Cruz. So oh, that's there you that's go. very cool. I did not know that. But I also didn't even th- I mean, I think I probably did think I literally think that every time I'm like, oh, it looks like Santa Cruz. <laughs> um, But yeah, so this time was. But I mean, in the book, the twist is the same, too. Of course it is. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's it's just. The same. i don't understand why we didn't have that as the whole movie like it doesn't make like isn't i mean i don't watch any well, of those other ones but isn't like right. uh what is the what is the deaf version of this uh huh the quiet place is that
0: oh oh sure a quiet place yes that's the one that i can't get through because it's like because there's no sound yeah. it's mostly silence and, and it isn't freaks it, me out
1: aren't there main characters who are deaf
0: there's the, yes, uh, their daughter, the main couple's daughter, is deaf, also played by a deaf actress.
1: Okay, and then, wait, but there's not more deaf characters? I don't that.
0: know. I refuse to watch those movies. Okay, I don't, yeah, you're I right. Don't know. You've
1: seen more of it, and that you like even bothered to I try watched, at
0: all. <laughs> I got through the first twenty minutes, got really stressed out, freaked out, and upset, and stopped watching. I it.
1: like heard a vague sense of what the plot is, and that was when I gave up on the mm. entire concept. So that's <laughs> as far as I got was like a vague understanding of kind of what the plot is. But yes, um, it is.
0: It's basically uh, essentially kind of the same setup. It's here's it's the sense that you can't use
1: right. And so why was it not blind character? to begin with is what's so baffling to me. And I
0: think that's one of the few reasons why A Quiet Place works is because you have a deaf character, at least the one deaf character, you have a deaf character who is navigating this world.
1: Right, it's just, like, disabled communities would
0: fucking own in these situations. Exactly. Like,
1: and the idea that we wouldn't is, like, offensive. <laughs> like, <laughs> truly offensive that if it only vision, a thing that was killing every single person with vision, that blind people would just be hiding away in a forest, not doing anything or helping anyone. I mean, they do help people. and But, like, the fact that our characters would never have any contact with blind people who are around is ridiculous. Like, because, of course, we would, I mean, granted, the the sighted people are making it very dangerous with all the exploding cars and whatnot like i would be much i'm already
0: afraid to cross the street throwing themselves out of houses and but
1: like <laughs> once it was like it reminded me it was definitely you know march or like the beginning of march 2020 before lockdown was the oh, beginning of the movie
0: oh oh my god watching this now versus <laughs> watching it in 2018 know, is all a whole different experience it's really it weird eerie yeah, it's really creepy because they're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's across the it's world in from Russia. Us. It's not going to come yeah. to
1: us. And then you're in the hospital and you see it coming to them and yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. my God.
0: Although so. when, when Mallory and I'm just going to call her Sarah Paulson because I think they say her name once. And she's Sarah Paulson. So when, <laughs> Ma- when Sandra Bullock and Sarah Paulson are watching the news and they uh they, Sandra Bullock's character decides to go back to her painting, they don't necessarily describe this on the audio track, but I see it. I saw it on the TV. Um, they're showing the the disease, the monsters coming from Russia, and the first place they hit in the continental U.S. is Alaska. And I'm oh just like, oh, God, God pour one out for, for Anchorage.
1: No, I saw that. I was that. so sad. I saw, I saw Anchorage. I was like,
0: Melissa is going to comment on that because I could
1: see that it's, I think it says Anchorage because it's like in Alaska. Yeah.
0: yeah, you knew I had to
1: say something. I'm like, well, well we're the- Anchorage and Santa Cruz in this A- movie. <laughs> we're the first ones
0: down in <laughs> the people in alaska
1: except for we would both be okay actually it we was very funny okay. conrad's comment was i think melissa was more freaked out by this movie because she was more likely to die <laughs> than you are uh, oh my god thanks conrad um, it's like yes. a more of a central vision problem like i'm like yeah i don't have central vision this yes. is not in any way scary to me i would survive i would be fine i would be helping everyone i'm a compassionate I person would be, i would be fucking helping everyone right
0: i would be the one who would who would just basically chemically blind myself because i have central vision and i'm fucked
1: yeah, yeah. Essentially. And you would be like, I'm already halfway there. I'm ar- <laughs> Exactly. I'm already half.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm already halfway there. I might as well.
1: You already had the cane. I mean, I was like, why is no one getting mobility trained? Why is no one even like just figuring it out? I mean, in five years, no one's doing any cane mm-hmm. training?
0: Like, are you fucking kidding me? With this? The, the one cool thing about this movie, the one in- interesting thing, though, is when after the the horrible incident at the house that happens and, and their world is basically the little world that they've created is shattered and Tom... Um, uh, Travante Rhodes and uh, Mallory are together in the forest with the kids. You do see kind of this hybrid of how to grow up in a in a sighted blind world, or in a, basically in a blind world. Essentially, the, the kids yeah. the, the kids are being tr- kind of sort of given mobility training. You don't see very much of it, but they have guidelines set up around the house. There, right. there is the one scene where where she's showing them how to navigate the the yard and listen to sounds. There. Um, Yeah, there is a lot of actual, like,
1: blind training stuff. Right, she bells them.
0: She puts bells on the children. That's a technique. Yeah, yeah. it is
1: weird, but that's what's so, like, odd about it, is it's, like, it is a lot of blind-related stuff throughout the whole movie, so even though you still don't have any blind characters, they still kind of feel like blind like all of them in a way feel like blind characters because right they just are functionally blind characters if they're outside and then and actually the part where it is like someone needs to use their sight to navigate the rapids which also like i was like this is like the fourth rapid scene we've had in a movie <laughs> um but <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um but it was that kind of like i don't know in a weird way took me out of it because it was just like this idea that like you that sight was always going to have supremacy that like even when literally to look was going to kill you that you it was it was worth it you know like but that then, somehow sight needed to exist right but then
0: they don't look they don't she look. doesn't look like yeah, she, she makes then, a decision that no one will look but um uh,
1: Tom, wait Tom is his character is the yes character is the
0: little she calls them girl and boy no but no
1: is, no th- their dad oh yes
0: Tom is yes their yeah dad, yeah yes.
1: which also at the end when she's like I'm going to
0: name you t-, I was she was like I'm going to name you and I was like Tom obviously obviously her (laughs) name his name is Tom and her name is Olympia freaking obviously but But anyway so
1: Tom was like that he dies because he has to look to like save them so again it's like to save them he had to like which I'm like I don't know it didn't like I was like I guess it makes sense because it's like being being, someone's being they're being stalked by someone but still like you can hear right they're being
0: stalked by crazy people in terms of the movie crazy people who can see right who don't have to use a blindfold right who who aren't functionally blind which every time
1: someone didn't use a blindfold I wasn't like oh they're from the criminally insane hospital it's like oh blind people (laughs) like but then they weren't yeah until until you get to (laughs) the end end. yeah yeah Yeah. which they're like oh my god you're not wearing blindfolds what's wrong with you and it's like we're blind dumbass right i just just everyone was blind he wasn't wearing it i mean i guess maybe i would have a problem if that was true because I would just assume she even, everyone was safe. She
0: even touches the braille on the goddamn sign. And she's like, you're not wearing a blindfold. I'm like.
1: Where Duh. do you think you are?
0: Also, like, you basically went blind. I had to figure shit out. So, like, calm right. down. I mean, and, it, and they use a lot of the same tropes as far as to demonstrate blindness the camera is constantly cutting back to the blindfold yeah yeah so, and so it, it, they're doing it,
1: that whole thing right and
0: it does look it, it i mean and she can only see light and shadow so it does look like someone this could be someone's blindness it is weird how this movie is even more about blindness than most of the movies
1: we watch even with blind characters throughout because you really it's like it is see functionally in the same kind of realm which I liked that at least in this movie like there were some untrustworthy people but there were more there was more of a mix of people which I like because I'm like yeah a lot of people in crisis like try to do their best to like be kind (laughs) and and I like that the blind people were the ones who saved the day so I think then those are both better than C in that way but it was like kind of functionally C because every single character who wanted to stay alive had to go blind, function right. blind for the most part. Like right. outside, they didn't have to wear their blindfold. But if they were ever near windows, which I was like, oh, I relate to this too much um, because <laughs> I hate windows. Um, I, like, all the window stuff, I was like, mm, sky, <laughs> sky is feeling this. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, I was like, oh, I know how horrible it is when someone rips off the window covering.
0: Um, the whole, th- that's, the, that's the worst part. And going back on rewatch, it was the hardest part for me to get through is when, basically when Gary goes, Full nutsy, crazy, and tears their house apart essentially, and murders everyone. Yeah, basically by They're, exposing, by exposing them to yeah. light they're basically vampires also which is kind of funny if you think about it (laughs) well they're not vampires though because it's not the sunlight the sunlight isn't what kills you it's what's in the sunlight but they are functionally
1: blind and they are functionally vampires because it's because it doesn't go inside which is the weird thing about like that yeah and and like in conrad and i were talking about this it's like that's something there you had to heighten the tension to handle these people who are like minions of the like of whatever the creatures power whatever you want to, thing yeah right because it's like well, you can't well, if you can just be inside it's like then it's COVID, like you know sure well <laughs> like and, they and, could and even be in a house with a
0: bunch of people and it didn't matter right well because eventually someone's going to get in some infected someone is going to get in and, and right. i mean, the i guess i kind of wish the movie would have taken more of a stance i don't need to see these creatures and i think that's what scared me the most the first time i watched it is these horrible like i couldn't put a a body or a, anything to these creatures and then you see all of Gary's drawings and they're not great. Um they're very scary and it's in a sense this is very much it feels a lot like cosmic horror because you don't you don't matter. You don't know who these things are, you don't know why they're here, you don't know how they got here. They just are they exist. They just Where? show up one day and they don't have necessarily That's have a true corporeal of form. In the world. I know. I know. I this is well this is why I don't I don't engage with a lot of cosmic horror. Anyway. Um.
1: I mean, that's, I, I think that's interesting. Cause I was like, I, when they were show when they would like come close to showing it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to see this. If you see it, then you're going to kill yourself. So it seems like mm-hmm. a good idea to not look at, like I had no interest in it. I mean, partly cause I'm like, I'm watching a movie. So they're just going right. to have to like make something and it's going right. to look silly.
0: So, you know. It was, it was definitely a, a, a choice on the movie's part to build the tension. Be- you know, but in, it's
1: funny because that did not work in, on me at all because uh, there was no, like, I think maybe if they'd shown it, I would have been like slightly more nervous about it. But mm-hmm. like
0: the fact that they don't show it, you're just kind of like, OK, well, I don't want nothing to worry about that. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want. First of all, I don't want to see it. I think that's I think that's playing their hand. I think because you don't see it, it's scarier. Uh, so. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. But
1: I also <laughs> yeah. think that not seeing something makes it not scary to me at all because mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just like the whole world. Every there's so many mundane shit that I can't see. And sure. so like it's not a thing that scares me at all. Like there are many there are billions of safe things that I just can't see. Right. Like and well, doesn't make it scary. And I'm, and I'm
0: <laughs> yes, I completely I completely understand That's I do the same thing. I'm not I'm not afraid to walk home at night. Just because I I can't see the shadows, I can't see all these things that are supposed to scare me. Right, right. Just I'm like, well, I'm just gonna walk home. So I'm watching this movie and I'm kind of sort of flipping between partially blind brain and blind brain. Right, right. Because my blind brain isn't scared at all. No, right. not at all. I can't see it. Great. I'm I mean, the lack of central terrified. vision,
1: too, is just kind of like, I'm like, I can see all sorts of things and think they're other things. So I'm never sure. going to see something clearly anyway. So like, right, it's just right. so irrelevant to me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But also my, the, my little bit of central vision is... Is nervous and scared because I just don't know what this stupid thing. Is. No, I just want to see it. That's I think you're all. right
1: because it's such a central vision brain. As someone who's never really had central vision or has been losing it from an extremely young age so that I never felt like it was something I could count on, I just, it didn't even like totally, like all that occurred to me was I was like, at the end of the movie I was like, oh yeah, people with central vision would be far more scared by this <laughs> than I am. Sure. Like, I just can't. Hypothesis I can't is correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think once, <laughs> once I know that this thing has a, that this thing has a vision, a, a vision, vid, this, Visage. Once I know that this thing has a visage, a corporeal, yes, yes a, a corporeal form, I can put an outline to it. I can put a shape, some kind of a shape to it. I might not be able to see details, but I can put but a shape to it's it. It's
1: funny that makes it scarier I'm because less scared. anything could be that. Because once Shorter. I have a shape shapes come up so often there's so many you know I've seen a billion signs that I thought were humans I've seen you Mm -hmm. know I've seen like a trash can I thought was a you know lawn flamingo at one point and I was like that's probably not it in that context you know (laughs) so like but but because of that I'm like once you have a sense of the shape of it then it's more scary because it could be anywhere Mm -hmm. because then all of a sudden it becomes everything around you whereas if you don't see it then you're like oh it's the thing you don't see it just don't go outside sure
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely I, I I guess I just I want the shape because then I have a lamp Then I know what to stay away from. But But see for me it would (laughs) just become everything. It's to stay away from. Get it. I fully get it. My eyes play tricks on me all the time. I completely understand. It's so funny though. It is
1: really interesting. I mean I think also I just would think like, oh, I probably like, I don't, I think you would have to look at it with your central vision. Like if I was looking right at it, I would be okay. Like, cause
0: I wouldn't be able to see it. And and that's where I would get fucked because I don't have peripheral vision. So I'm going to turn my head and all of a sudden it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I, you have the scariest kind of blindness for this monster and i have absolutely like, no problem. Don't (laughs) give a fuck. This is so easy to escape. Like I'm, I'm like truly like, I'm going to go get food for everyone because like I have nothing to worry about. I'll just go walk to the store and go around. I'd find know where all the houses where the safe people or the people are trying to stay safe are and like deliver food to everyone every week like that would be what I would do right
0: but also I don't know I don't necessarily the movie makes a decision like these things make sounds they are capable of making sounds but there's just the rules that they, they they're they don't make rules they make rules and then the rules that they make are just kind of arbitrary and i'm like okay so you're you're in a house with all your windows blocked you're safe because these creatures cannot cannot get in to get you so are they like weeping angels you need to physically don't blink right right Oh, actually, these are the opposite of weeping angels because you're not you yeah, yeah. to look at them so right, right. It's when you're not looking. sorry. so so are these things reverse weeping angels? If you don't look at them, they don't exist, right, which is why weeping angels are the
1: most horrific thing that I could possibly imagine, and this did not right? Like, i'm I'm no. much,
0: I'm much more terrified of weeping <laughs> angels than I am of these things. Yeah. yeah, but yeah like, yeah.
1: but yeah, it is weird because you, yeah, you just you they are only exist outside right of where you are so what's
0: there so what i'm asking the the whole corporeal thing what i'm asking is are are they are we playing by ghost rules like are they transparent can they walk through walls i mean obviously they, not obviously not because they won't are they, they are, only are they outside. bored you know, they, they aren't going to take the time to, to come through a covered area or something. I don't know. Right, I don't know. I mean,
1: yeah, but that's not a thing to count on, especially if they need minions to get inside places. Yes. Then it seems okay. like seem that for some reason they are stopped by walls. And I guess, right. I mean, like just the movie just makes clear that you have to assume that and that the only way they can get indoors is they have... People who are actively trying to, like, get you out. Yeah. 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 And that is... Which is, like... I mean, I guess... Yeah, I mean, I guess if you have all the windows covered, and then all of a sudden, like, without you realizing, someone opens a window, and Mm -hmm. then you can, like, see out. But I'm also just, like, kind of, there's a lot of, you could hear someone coming, and as long as you're wearing your blindfold, I mean, but the scary thing is they could take it off. So that's why it
0: does seem like
1: blind people who don't have central
0: vision are just chilling, (laughs) and everyone else has to worry. (laughs) Or, Or, like, you know, more, like, um... Totally blind, or more partially blind than
1: I am. Right, like yeah. any any blindness that where you don't have central vision feels pretty right. Pretty chill, pretty, chill, pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, you so know, I guess maybe that's why they have. Exactly. Maybe that's why they have the minions, is because the minions give them arms and legs and the ability to enact and to right, do. Because why would they need them if they already had that stuff? Right. Because the the monsters physically cannot take your blindfold off. They can scream at you, right. and try and make you. They take psychologically it off. manipulate you, right, to take it off.
1: Which they also like start doing that. It feels like later on in the that movie, be- it becomes more of a thing
0: later on. Yeah.
1: Right, but I mean, I guess the one thing is you could say like they if ev- they evolve over time as they've cre- as they've killed more and more people, they've evolved to get more tricky. <laughs> Maybe I guess. Like I guess we have to assume that. Like because they seem to that seems to it's be it. I, it's like a virus. How a virus mm-hmm. mutates mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. goes against you know the people who
0: like I right. guess
1: are immune. Right. To but begin unlike, with maybe,
0: but it's not really sure. like that. But unlike our unlike the Triffid movie that we watched last week. This isn't stopped by oh salt water or a germ or the you know the common cold or something. It's yeah stopped by blind people being if you're blind if you're if you're blind yeah. yeah. But in the end, they they don't defeat the monsters either. Yeah, they make it to a safe place. Yeah, I mean like it's just
1: I'm kind of like well it'd be kind of fun to
0: chill, but I'm also just like what yeah it,
1: the whole movie you do have this sense of like any I guess it's a very post-apocalyptic thing but you're like oh yeah what is your purpose for going on when <laughs> I mean I guess like to rebuild <laughs> but like you're still in the middle of an apocalypse so it's like what is the like driving force to keep going when you're in the middle of an apocalypse oh yeah and no. you don't really have hopes of defeating them you just have hopes of escaping them for right long and you're of time. always running this is right. your life now and that anyone who's sighted has to really deal with mm. this in a way that like blind people People who don't have central vision?
0: Mm-hmm. Don't really, but like everyone else has to. We worry. don't okay, look, we don't have vision, right? But or central vision. But we have years. Would you want to go out every day and get food and listen to a thousand entities in the sound of Someone's voice who died and would you want at like you? every
1: sighted person you ever know to kill themselves at some point because they're like super vulnerable to these little creatures? <laughs> like it's just no like, non corporeal creatures that sucks. Like it that just, would be awful. It's a really because it's not even just like people are being born blind, which was one thing where it's like yeah you can rebuild then because it's like mm-hmm. a whole you know population that's being born in a safe experience. But it's like they don't defeat anything. It's still unsafe for any sighted person, and that's not there's no guarantee that you know it's not like now every person's gonna be more blind so it's just like every sighted person is doomed to begin with like they can't go outside there's not a lot they can do right like they live in this little commune but like they can't do a lot right for, like they're stuck inside. there yeah, yeah. yeah and then just like i guess hope that the like that the minions don't come in and like try <laughs> to like because the minions also have the ability to kill people. So even a blind mm-hmm. person, they could still kill a blind person, just you know, point blank, without, like, you know, because the we the Gary, the guy who we who's a minion, the you know, surprise minion in the end, is least stamps right. people with scissors and like actually actively tries to kill people without even just exposing them. So like mm-hmm. even the blind people are unsafe still mm-hmm. because they could still get killed by one of these minions. So sure,
0: absolutely, and uh, yeah, and I like what you said about evolving because Gary the minion, had had evolved to get them them to trust him. Which is just, yeah, and that was also weird because he was also delivering exposition
1: at that time. Yeah. So it's like, why would you be the one delivering the exposition? It's, wouldn't it be better to, like, get them to trust you? So they don't know that people, that they should not trust people, which also, again, is very confusing because at mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie, they seem to think you can't trust anyone.
0: Right. He's, I think Gary is giving the exposition not for the people who are in the movie, but literally for the audience.
1: But they, yeah, but I mean all exposition is sort of for the, well, audi- I mean, yeah, for right. the audience. Yeah, you're right. True. But true. like, but the characters, this is new information to them. It's not like they're like, yeah, we know this already. They're like, <laughs> what? This is happening? There's minions going around from the criminally insane asylum? You know, so it's like, it's definitely new information to them that they find useful. And the only reason why they realize that Gary is bad is because they have that information that he gave them, which is like very stupid of him. Like, so it's <laughs> very confusing why he tells them that at all and also it doesn't make any sense why they why we have john malkovich's character doesn't trust anyone to begin with even before we have any sense in the minion thing he's just like i guess he just doesn't trust anyone but also it's like why do you not trust anyone but if when they,
0: it's like they're inside they're safe right we but know if that. they had listened in there's the rub if they had listened to john malkovich and kicked gary out they would all still be alive and in their safe space. I mean, yeah, but who cares? Well, I mean, but for how, <laughs> right, for how long? Yeah, there's, for how there's, long there's a million other right Garys here? who are going to come to the door. Well, but and, you it's, know, yeah. I mean, it's
1: just also, like, why did John Malkovich ever have, why did anyone even, like, he doesn't trust people from day one, even though it it takes, like, 20 minutes of the movie, multiple days of the movie, in the movie time, to even find out that any human being should not be trusted. Like, at the beginning, it seems like there's these incorporeal creatures that if you look at, you want to die, but there's no humans that you need to avoid. You know, because Mm -hmm. all the humans, with the second they look at it, they're, like, they kill themselves within, like, two seconds. Like, it's, Mm like, uh, 30 seconds is, like, the most we see from, like, being infected to being dead. And so it's just, like, why not trust people in that situation? It doesn't... Like, I don't understand where his lack of trust comes from. Like, right off the bat, he's a shotgun and, like, won't let anyone in the house. And it's well, like, how could you let he any also, person in the house?
0: He also just... We need to remember that when Sandra Bullock gets let into the house, he watches his wife immolate herself. I guess. Yeah. But, like, I mean but really misplaced uh, just weirdness. I mean, like, you know. Sure, so
1: it's sure, okay, like that fine. like
0: killed they needed, they needed to have, they needed to fill the curmudgeonly old man trope, and they did.
1: I guess, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's completely the best. Trump supporter is, like,
0: really the only, I guess, I reason hate, you can use. Right, I do hate that aspect of his character. I think that's really But it's forced. the only
1: thing, it's extremely forced, but it's also the only thing that justifies any of his behavior. Because sure. he doesn't have any reason to not trust people. He doesn't have any reason to be like, I'm going to protect with a gun because he's like obviously letting a bunch of people in the house to stay safe. So it's not consistent. Like, why does he think some people are unsafe? And he has no
0: reason to think that other than being an asshole. <laughs> like it just doesn't make hey, look, any sense. These these characters are not deep. No. They're 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 designed to be with us for half of the movie and then die.
1: Right. There's I mean, it's has so many plot holes. We haven't even gotten to the fact that Cedar just does not name her children for five years, and I still no, yeah. don't understand why. Well,
0: okay, so and I think they explain the author explains a little bit about this in the book, but okay. basically she doesn't want to get um she she doesn't want to be a mother. I mean, she starts out the movie not wanting to be a mother. Yeah, they she's, do. Set and she's, that she's up. pregnant. Yes. So she's going. You know, she's going to have a kid. And then not only that, she gets two kids, and she doesn't want to be a mother. So over the course of the movie, it's her learning how and coming to terms with the fact that she's she's a mom, and she's also learning uh, to love to love the kids basically, and to love the the fact that there there could be a spark of hope. Yeah, she's so world. lucky.
1: The child protection services are like completely run down at this point because the way she treats her children is terrible.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It is, <laughs> it is mean and super and, ab- and abusive and gross. And but anyway, she calls them boy and girl because she's she's trying not to get attached. And she and at by that point in the movie, she's like, what is the point? What is the fucking well, she- point of doing anything normal? That's why she gets mad when Tom is telling the kids the story about the oak tree. Right, but she's like, they need to survive. We got to keep them surviving. We can't...
1: Like, so why if you're so focused on your kids surviving, you won't even give them names? Like, that is so inconsistent to me. Those are two very extreme... Things yes. that do not in any way go together. Like, because if you really, all you care about is like, she even tells the kids, like, if I die, you got to survive, which I'm like, fuck you, because these kids are not going to be able to survive if you die. They're five years old. <laughs> you are an adult. <laughs> You're the only reason they're surviving right now. There's no fucking way a five year old could survive in this world. So to give them that and to tell them that, like, especially what if one of them dies really quickly and then the other one is like blaming themselves for like not doing well, you know, it's just such a psychologically damaging thing and like, like you have to just know that as a mom, you're just never the, going. To,
0: they're not going to survive. Right. The naming at the naming at the end of the movie solidifies her firm emotional physical attachment to the children. She's she is their mother. She has claimed them as her own. And but she wants them to survive
1: bar nothing to an irrational extent. So it's like, isn't that right? Part but it's, of being a mom. <laughs>
0: Yes, uh sure. You uh, you know a mother wants her children to survive absolutely. But she also is working through the fact that she she doesn't want to be a mother and I think she I think she thinks that this is the best way to do it is if if they're just not attached to anything and she is not attached to them. She is a means to an end to but get to get them to the safe place. I mean I- I guess. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just like, I don't
1: under, I mean, yeah, you're in a situation where you can't, there's not a lot of joy. Also, like the fact that she cuts off his story when he's like, I looked everywhere and I saw the whole world. I'm like, yeah, good. Like, don't tell the children to look. Like, they're in a situation where they will die if they do that. Like, don't tell them a story from a time so different from now. It's like, you know, being like, yeah, that was so wonderful when we all went to like a giant, you know, concert where there was like 10,000 of us all packed into
0: one. So, yes, but we still, but we still tell, yeah, that's, that's, you could totally draw a parallel from that scene to, like, lockdown. Like, we still tell stories about those times when we went to concerts and those times when we gathered and those times when we did whatever. Right, but whatever. that's like. We, we tell them because it's hope. It is, it. I side with Tom in this situation. It is literally telling yourself these things to hope for But he's not... First of all, he doesn't contextualize it. And second
1: of all, eventually COVID will go away in a way that this will not... It doesn't seem like this is going away anytime soon. Sure.
0: Right. I'm I'm just trying to draw a real parallel. But yeah, no, I get it. But we keep we keep telling those stories. We need to keep telling those stories because we need to keep hoping that it's going to get better. We don't know what better is in this movie situation. I don't know what better is. Not even in the real world. But sure. I, I mean, yeah, I
1: guess there's just like the trajectory of this this disaster that we're seeing pan out is just like completely both feels extremely unknown. So there's it seems It just seems like the idea of looking outside is becoming more and more entrenched as a dangerous thing to do. And it's not going away. Like, it just seems like it's getting even more and more dangerous as the movie goes on. And it's not it doesn't look like it's going to let up at all.
0: Probably sure. in their lifetime. Like, but, it just doesn't seem that yeah. way. But he's not telling the story so that they will go just look outside.
1: That's... But they're five years old. It's just they get a lot of information and they make a lot of weird... That's part of being five and they're in a very dangerous <laughs> situation. And so you... Like, it sucks because it's, like, a terrible thing and you would never want to put a child through that. Right. And, like, you know, whatever.
0: But, like, it is... I I I think they deserve to know. I think they deserve to hear, just... to hear about the world as it as it was
1: but it's, it's also just such a weird sighted perspective too though like, sure i can't empathize yeah. with this why not just make them love being blind and then that's a way better lesson to be teaching them like sure. there's no real good thing about sight. it just it felt like all those characters were like i'm never gonna see this again and it's like yeah whatever get over it like <laughs> i mean you know yeah it takes people time and it is a process it's an, it's an adjustment it is definitely an adjustment and it's a process and you know it is a loss especially if you had sight when you were at a certain age but it is not helpful for people around you to be like it's so sad you're never gonna see this and you're never gonna see this like that doesn't help anyone and it doesn't and I also don't think it helps anyone for like sighted people around you to be like all these beautiful things and you'll you know you can't even imagine how beautiful it is and you're just kind of like fuck you
0: dude (laughs) like No. no on. Hearing those, if that's, if those are the only stories you heard all the time. No, that doesn't, that does not help Yeah, at all. I
1: guess you're right. It's just like this one instance. It's just, I kind of just did it like, I just didn't feel like it was worth fighting about partly. I also was just like, yeah, this kind of dumb. I guess I kind of see where both of them were coming from, but mm-hmm. also like well, very I, unemotionally attached to either of their arguments. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, I like, I like the fact that we are having the same fight essentially in the
1: as in the well we
0: we are kind of having the same I mean I
1: guess I do I am I lean towards Sandra Bullock in the whole movie I did not
0: really like her that much but
1: this is the one (laughs) moment I'm like that's kind of sensible yeah Yeah. Um, and then at the end her emotional arc is that she stops thinking that and she changes her mind Which I'm just like, and in a moment where the kids are being told by voices that sound like her to take their blindfold off. And she's like, oh, my wonderful emotional thing is I'm going to tell them this site is great and they should see or like whatever. And you're like, no, no. No. No, 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 no. Dangerous. You were correct the first time. Do not do this. This is not the time to be doing this. And it's also not that big of a deal. So, like, also, they don't need to know what side is. Like, mm-hmm. it seems mm-hmm. kind of counterproductive to me. So, the whole emotional arc of the, This was also when Conrad apparently stopped watching the movie because he was oh. mad. Oh. Was like, this is dumb.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, the whole the whole twist ending is just... The first time I saw this, I laughed. It was the only time I laughed out loud. This is like I a just book, book of Eli L.A. moment? laughing. Yep. Exactly. I mean, it just... Oh my god! It's just—it's so dumb. It's, it's as a as a blind person, as a disabled person, watching this movie, it's dumb. It's dumb
1: that we weren't so present right, before. Because this. all
0: of a sudden, we are the twist. We right, are the day sex twist Machina. ending.
1: Because no. blind people are like like a book of Eli. Where I was watching right. the whole thing, I was like, this is a blind guy this is blind. He's we obviously should blind. Yes, <laughs> we should
0: be in it from this from the jump.
1: Yeah, and don't like pussy. Like oh, it's. Mm, it bothers me because it is really it just makes it so clear it's from a side of perspective mm-hmm. like just cuz a blind person would never right. like the great- not
0: bring that with them. Right the greatest horror is is not being able to see that's our right. vision is being this- is being turned against us even and it's right. like well
1: which is not the end of the world. I'm just like, I wish no, there was yeah. a better way in this movie to, like, blind yourself that was unpainful. Like, that would seem mm-hmm. like getting that into Belle pretty quickly would be good. Right. Well,
0: that's my... That was my roommate's solution. He's like, just blind everybody. Yeah. I mean, Literally, you just have just, to do it in a safe it. way, which right. might be a
1: little bit hard. Of course. So that's like... That's where it kind of... You run into some... That's hard. Problems. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if... Yeah, I mean... It's definitely, it would take some, some developing, but that's probably a good thing to start, you know, get some, the self-driving cars. I mean, I feel like it's like go. the apocalypse happens <laughs> in 2018. So I'm like, go to test. Like there's, <laughs> we got the technology around. So like, if we could get enough blind people doing stuff, we could probably rebuild pretty easily here. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, also just no buildings would be built with windows anymore. Yeah. That's just the exa- thing that wouldn't happen. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of adaptations that could be
1: done. It would... I mean, it definitely said people would have an added vulnerability that they had to wear. And like, I think finding ways to make them fully blind. It's just weird in the movie how there's all these like pivotal moments where it's like, do you take the blindfold off? And it was just one of those things where I was just like, this is such a sighted person dilemma. Like, oh, yeah, just don't take the blindfold off. You're going to die. Like, why would you do that? Like, Mm -hmm. so dumb. (laughs) Like, I just had no, I never felt for a character. I mean, like, I could sort of logically understand, but I'm also like, you're thinking too much as a sighted person. Like, you need to accept that you're blind now basically and that like and that's what's going to keep you safe and so you know, it's one thing if the guys pr- come up to you and try to take the blindfold off. I'm like, that's scary. Sometimes they, like, open your eyes right. and stuff. And so, like, that yeah. is, like, active. Like, that's I can see how that's scary because yeah. it's, like, you can't do anything. But, like, when it just comes to, like, trying to do some precision, you know, fighting or whatever, I'm just like, just learn to do it without vision. Like, just figure out how to use your other senses, guys. Like, come if on. If Jason
0: Momoa can do it, so I know. can you. Exactly. And they
1: even have a machete <laughs> Are you kidding? King. Baba Voss would rule. Okay?
0: Yes. He, oh, my God. No, I was, like... Taking people out left and right. I to say,
1: I was when Tom dies in that yes. scene. I was, like, Baba Voss would never die over this No, ship. he would not! <laughs> Baba Voss would protect his family, goddammit! I mean, they both protect their family, yeah, but... That's, that's true. But Tom would... Tom died in a way that Baba Voss would never have to, no, because that's silly. No,
0: never. Never, it's ever. It's like...
1: Yeah, and that bothered me. I mean, they're also like in a place with a bunch of leaves, and this guy is stalking the family, but you can like hear the leaves, right? Sure. So they're come leaves. on. like they're not he silent. Can, you know, there's more. Also, it does seem like. I bet if you kind of just... If you wanted to just get your bearings really quick to just, like, look down at the ground, like, it seems to be kind of up. Like, if you're just looking, like, peeking a little bit behind the blindfold, like, down just in a moment just to make... Just get your bearings and then, like, attack to save your family. Like, you know, I, I feel like that's not necessarily going to kill you. I mean, for dramatic effect, it, it has to, but I'm sure. also just, like, there's probably a way around this
0: if this was a real <laughs> scenario. Like, that it's... You know, it's just but like, it's don't, not like instantaneous. We don't know. These things could have, if, if we're assuming, looking them in the quote unquote eyes is what does it. You know, if they even have eyes. These things could have millions of eyes thousands, trillions, thousands of eyes, and I think the Eldritch horror of it all, like the Lovecraftian cosmic horror of it all is what scares me, is I what me it's just me like out the when most. we
1: meet this, this this monster, Sandra Bullock is in a car and she just looks away for a second and survives because of that, so I'm just like they're not that dangerous, <laughs> like <laughs> if, he, if all you need to do is just look away for a moment, like, and that's how we're introduced to why our main character survived, is because she just looked away for a second and then looked back outside, I'm like, so they're not, like it's not like anytime you look you're instantly dead like mm-hmm. it does seem like you just also have to get unlucky so for right. me i was just like i don't know <laughs> like well, it feels like you can
0: peak a little bit in sure. un-
1: occasionally sure. you know
0: well and to pivot kind of uh, looking at it uh on the outside uh i didn't I, it took me, it took me until December of 2018 to watch this movie because when it came out, I refused to watch because of something called the Bird Box Challenge. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, which was a thing that was popular on on social media for a time. Yep. And YouTube changed their guidelines. Fucking Ellen. Yes. They did it on the Ellen DeGeneres show and I was like. Woof! Wow. <laughs> I'm so offended. It is pretty offensive. It is really offensive. Basically, what it literally what it was was put a blindfold on and try and navigate your house. Or some people would set up obstacle courses. Or just well, do, someone yeah. got into
1: a car accident, so that's why YouTube had to like update their yep thing to yeah. forbid it. Don't do
0: it. Don't oh, wow. That's really stupid. I yeah. I mean, it is it is just so offensive on so many levels. It's it's very tough. It's so. This
1: movie though also gave me flashbacks to a few days ago when I was doing mobility training and doing blindfold stuff and getting stressed out by, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I hate this. Sure, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. But it's like I don't know. I yeah. I I had to because I'm blind. I was forced to wear a blindfold. Why would you? Why would me you choose to too. do that when There's no need. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's definitely. It's kind of like it. It's like a weird, almost like. Yeah, it's... Crip face, so, like, it's, it's sort of a weird thing of, like... It's kind of like, what was that chick who, like, put on blackface and then was, like, tri- was, like, a... Sorry. the What was the name of the person a while ago? There's, like, a, this was a whole fucking thing for a while where there was, like, this woman who was, like, pretending to be black who would just, like, wear... Like uh, dark makeup and was like trying to like be like oh I'm a I don't remember uh, I have what no idea. I but it was know. like this sort of thing but you know it's kind of like that vibe of just like I'm gonna like or or people are like put on hijabs and are like now right. I know what it's like to experience uh, Islamophobia you <laughs> right you,
0: you, and that's what made me so upset about the bird box challenges you are putting on blindness for. 30 seconds or something to try and, and do this stupid, inane thing. You're trying to do these things that I have to get up, that we have to get up and do every single day. And then it's day. for in-
1: entertainment when blind right. entertainers are, like, you know, trying not given so our due hard. when we're
0: mm-hmm. very talented. And then we have, like, this but because, bullshit. Right, because all the sighted people now are doing it. Oh, right, my right. gosh. It's so it's so great. And I'm just the, – <laughs> the man, the Ellen show really made me mad. I'm just like, you don't have the foresight to see how – offensive. It's like Mr. Magoo where you're like, come on guys, you couldn't have thought for a second that maybe
1: some people would be like, what are you doing? But I don't know. People just don't think that way for some reason. I don't understand why, but like I hope that changes at some point, but it sometimes does feel like we're not at a point where people are even going to consider blind people, even when they're doing stuff that so directly is about us, you know. And yet we, they still don't. They're like, well, it's not really about blindness, you know. Like how with Mr. Magoo, it's like, well, it's not mm-hmm. really about blindness. It's like, right. what the
0: fuck are you talking about? Yes, it is. That's his. Whole, that's <laughs> the foundation
1: of his character. Right. It's like it's the one joke. It's just such a pro. It's just so. It's like yeah. It's like saying men's menstrual shows are not about black people. It's like what? Yes. Yes, it is. What do you? what are you saying like i don't understand like oh yeah it's that's it's a problem i mean it's technically isn't that what uh what's his fucking face shane dawson did
0: the bird box challenge
1: i mean not before
0: bird box but kind of a similar oh with with molly yeah (laughs) so okay so here's the difference that's not that's not bird boxing well he kind of was though no Okay, here's, and here's why. Okay. Here's why I disagree. I disagree because there was a blind person there, Molly, to facilitate the entire outing. It was designed, even if the, even if they acted like idiots, which they did. They did. um, It was designed and facilitated by a blind person to experience what it was like to what it is like to be blind. It's it
1: is. kind of like Shane Doss without a babysitter then. Yes. Because yeah, he acted yeah. the same way as I sure, imagine all those sure. bird box challenge people did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not, I'm putting on a blindfold <laughs> and I'm going to experience what this is like. Ah, you know, I'm going to, I'm doing this, I'm doing it for the lulls or for the views or whatever. No, no, no. no. You don't have a blind person there. You're doing it for all the wrong reasons. I mean, you're Nestor. not, you're not trying to learn anything. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or, or, or you're not, you're not trying to be empathetic
1: yeah towards
0: towards the per- towards a blind person or towards the situation or the condition of blindness there's no empathy with with these idiots who are doing the bird box challenge
1: yeah though i don't know if at any time someone just puts on a blindfold there's really empathy i mean like you don't have to put on a blindfold to like understand the structural like prejudice or um like structural ableism that we experience. But
0: unfortunately for some people you
1: do. I mean you don't though because it's not gonna actually teach you anything about that. Like, you know, I think you actually have to think things out and be like, oh this sucks that like this job has really tiny letters and so I couldn't do this job without tiny letters being able to read them even though there's no reason for there to be tiny letters. There could be something
0: else. Right, but but you're an able bodied person and unfortunately we grow up in a society where you're you're an able bodied person. you don't necessarily even have to think about disability. Right, you don't it at all. have to cross but like, your mind. But we do have these stupid
1: things for like in fifth grade where for a week there or for like a day or something, they make you like put up a blindfold, like that's just blind people's experiences. Like, which is something I had to do, which also in retrospect <laughs> is really fucking bullshit because I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, it's kind of like, I don't know. Well, like, okay, but,
0: but hang on. Do you, if you remember, was there a, a blind person or a visually impaired person facilitating the event?
1: I think there were disabled people, and I felt right, bad yeah, for them. Right, yeah, disabled people. I mean, like, not, I felt bad that they had to be part of this process, <laughs> is what I mean. I not mean, it is, it disability.
0: is a bit, it is a bit, you know, putting us on display and it's everything, It's kind of freak show-esque a little bit. Sure, more, it, is a, little, it like is a freak show, even yeah. more weird to me, in a way. I, I mean, think
1: a, so it's less of a performance, Right, like. but look,
0: look, you're talking to somebody who spent their entire elementary slash high, through career doing presentations on braille two-sided people
1: on um, braille two-sided kids and blindness well but braille is i mean i guess braille is slightly different though because just putting a blindfold on someone gives them no experience of what a blind person i mean neither of us both of us got frustrated mobility training when we had to put a <laughs> blindfold because it's not even our experience like that's not even the right. way we see the world to begin with and then on top of that it, it tells you absolutely nothing like because mm-hmm. i put on a blindfold and even though It almost made me feel more disconnected from blindness at a time where I wasn't diagnosed because no one was telling me that my vision was blind vision. And I was just like, well, I can't see anything. Everyone's expecting these things from me and I can't do them. But like, there's nothing wrong with me. So I guess and like blindness is just blank because when we put
0: on a blindfold, then you're a blind person. But 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 when I take it off, I'm not. Right. But when I put on a blindfold, my eyes don't have to my eyes get a break. I don't have to rely on this half thing on this half vision that i have so sometimes i don't granted i don't do it all the time but sometimes for me it it is comforting to put on a blindfold it is it is a nice feeling now granted it's what i'm doing and learning is still is still very frustrating i'm but i i don't i'm not um i'm not i'm not upset about it for the times that it has to happen it is I mean, I I guess I weirdly
1: am just, I just get very
0: disoriented by it. And I think it also
1: like, it is this weird thing where it's just, I don't, it feels very alienating. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's it's so weird, almost like an immigrant, immigrant experience (laughs) of like you know going back to like you were born in the u.s and like you know and but your family's from somewhere else you go back to that place and you're an american but then you know you're whatever when you're here you know yeah but but then like either way you're wrong and that's like sometimes that kind of thing makes Mm -hmm. me feel like that way with blindness and that like i had to be forced to grow up as a sighted you know quote unquote Mm -hmm. sighted person even though i was not at all um but then when i want to like you know, do blindness things when I have to put on a blindfold, I I feel like I'm not blind enough to be blind. And so I feel like it's I am an imposter in this world because it is disorienting right. for me and I use my peripheral vision so much of your vision is peripheral. And it's not mm-hmm. clear vision. So there's a bunch of stuff I can't do and it blindness affects everything I do in my life. And but when, it's I still have so much
0: right field of vision. Right. So to take that well, all away is scary. Right. Oh definitely. And when I'm in a room full of blind people I get really nervous and self-conscious because I have vision. I'm usually one of the few people who has usable vision. That's so weird because you're like, you're part of the 90%. Sure, absolutely. But then you know, and then I'm like, oh god, how do I act? I don't want to act like I'm superior to these people because I'm not. And they're probably they have had so much more life experience than I have and I don't know. But that's (laughs) like not fair because you've had to suffer so much like structural ableism
1: and all these things because, you know, because you are a blind person. And so then to like feel like you can't be in a space of other blind people that's fucking unfair to us especially especially sure. when we're 90 well, percent of blind people so we're a pretty big right. part well and
0: nobody look and this the the this place where i was at the the uh, nfb headquarters in in maryland i was never made to feel um I'm sure yeah you know bad or whatever because i had vision never. but it's but i think
1: it it's great. like a cultural idea that makes that cross your mind at all because if we had a more like blind friendly culture mm-hmm. you wouldn't even think that because you're like this is who I am and I love right. who I am and you wouldn't feel like you had to prove right. that you were to people who are well, like and you this you know? is
0: this is why abled kids need to experience and learn and ask questions and be taught about disability
1: but they have to ask questions of us because they don't learn yes. anything by putting on a blindfold like Other than, like, I guess they can kind of get a sense of what, like, accessibility devices might be helpful for someone with absolutely no vision who's part of that 10%. But, like, how much does that really help?
0: I I think the experience is worth something.
1: I mean, but they would have to do it it for a month. They would have to do it for a month and they would have to spend two weeks trying to like pass a class and then the other two weeks trying to get a job. And that's the only way they could really learn what a blind experience is like. And they would also have to tell the people at the job that they're always going to be blind and they're never going to take the blindfold off. Like then they maybe they'd learn something. But it's just like no one's going to give up a month for this ridiculous I mean, yes. Look,
0: I knew that all of these (laughs) sighted kids I was teaching Braille to, I knew that fucking none of them and these little alphabet cards I would pass out, there was probably going to get thrown away or fucking none of but them braille we're gonna is, go home and learn braille and is learn more about of a braille, thing though braille is sure more, i think that uh, has more right. value uh,
1: okay sure sure it's just the blindfold thing is the thing that bothers me it's like putting giving right. sighted kids blindfolds and telling them now you understand blind i mean people.
0: i'm guilty of this for my for my theater project for one of my theater finals i wrote i wrote a, can't even call it a poem i wrote a speech i guess or a monologue i wrote a monologue there we go i wrote a monologue and I performed it on stage as my final exam, and I put audi- I put blindfolds on the but entire read audience. But you wrote the monologue.
1: Did you write the monologue? Yeah, I wrote then it it's, myself. then that's the, that's not the, what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> you're a blind person, and you're talking about your experience, sure. and you're putting people in that space. Yes, but it doesn't it doesn't work when you are just telling people the way they could learn about someone is to like you know, don their identity like a costume and then take it off Mm -hmm. and then never really get any sort of idea of what our actual lived experiences are like. And I think, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes it can be interesting to like, you know, you can't like learning about someone's Mm -hmm. culture in that like state can
0: be um, additive, but it's not. Yeah, no, I I see what you're saying. And it's, yeah, I wouldn't want to, I mean, right now, like me personally, I wouldn't want to learn about someone who uses a wheelchair by being strapped to a wheelchair. I don't I'm not sure if that would teach me anything.
1: Right. I mean, and I think it's like I, all the time, I'm like, oh, there's no stairs. And like, so I don't feel comfortable with stairs, but Mm -hmm. I'll do them when I need to. Mm -hmm. But every single time I've ever just been like, I guess I have to use the stairs in my head. I'm like, wow, it's really like if I was a wheelchair user and I just couldn't get Mm -hmm. up these stairs. Like, you know, even though they scare me, I'm still like able to do it. And like someone who used the wheelchair just is not, this isn't accessible to them. Yeah. I
0: guess I would hope that being being put in someone else's shoes, you know, would you... Then you would have more thoughts like that. You would think about the the stairs and the wheelchair user. You'd think about the traffic lights that don't talk or the, the, the street, the sidewalks that aren't... They don't have bites out of them or curbs We're or in. something. You know, you would... But in some ways, stories like make people aware of yes, that. and like that's true.
1: actual stories written that's by true. us and like from our perspective, because we are very aware. I mean, you know, people I love who are very close to me know who mm-hmm. are sighted, mm-hmm. know a lot more about blindness, mm-hmm. know a lot more about the things that we worry about. I mean, just listen to this podcast if you don't know any blind people, <laughs> true. you know, true. you've learned you've sure you've learned a lot. I mean, like, it's if you actually listen to people with disabilities, we have a lot, we have a wealth of knowledge on how the world could be made better on like what you know structural inadequacies there are and things that like you know what and also just what it is to live like us and all the cool things that come Mm -hmm. with our disabilities as well like we're the ones with that information you know no one else has that information unless we give it out to people which I think we should be able to but like you know through our art. And I think that's really great. But I, I also think that a lot of times, you know, sighted abled people or able people in general are telling disabled stories. And, mm-hmm. and that's not... And I think that is more getting to the blindfolds than anything else. And then just giving
0: someone a blindfold, be like, you know about... You know what it is to be blind now. Right, right. <laughs> no, I... I get it. I guess it's just I, I had to do a lot of these things when I was growing up. And maybe that's... Maybe that's what needs to change. I mean, I'm yeah yeah you yeah no i i get it and uh, <laughs> my, you're you're slowly chipping away at my argument i'm okay with
1: that yeah i mean no yeah. i think this is i'm 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 glad that we're having this conversation because i think we're both like talking about very interesting things mm-hmm. i'm it's a i think this is a good conversation to have in general mm-hmm.
0: and i'm glad that you're bringing your perspective especially because <laughs> i'm like so like uh i just think you know for yeah i i Yes, I agree with you that it is it is like putting our identity on as a costume. And I would never wanna see people just do that for fun, i.e. the bird box challenge, you know, <laughs> yeah. and doing and doing stuff like that. And and I think it is much more important to talk to and listen and un, and empathize and try and understand our lives from a disabled perspective. Yeah. But I I don't necessarily think it's it's super awful to want to give someone a tiny taste of that experience you know for a, for a little while. As if like it's part of as like a part of a spice lesson within a full sure. meal. Sure right exactly as a little like sousant you know just a little side thing. I mean if it's facilitated you know if it's facilitated by a disabled person if it's facilitated correctly and then there is talk and then there are questions and then there are you know, stories afterwards. Yeah. I think I mean, that Maybe.
1: I agree with you on that. I think like, you know, my, I don't, my art form is not theater, it's film. And I Mm -hmm. definitely wanted to do things where you play around with, I mean, it's a visual medium. And so you can do a lot about playing around with our actual perspectives in a visual medium and like, you know, taking away visuals or like, you know, um, what's the right word? Uh, um, Distorting them in different ways. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think in a lot of ways, I, I just agree with you on that. Like, I think I have the same, you know, I have that same inclination and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's just like, it's it's when we're, and I mean, I guess this is kind of what you were saying with the the Molly like leading the way, and mm-hmm. I think it is when we're leading the way. I think it's just when it becomes so centered on the person that is has the blindfold on, mm-hmm. I think that's when it starts to become a problem. Like if it is just, if you're sitting in an audience or if you're watching a movie mm-hmm. and you're not being at, you're, no one's like quizzing you about how you're feeling right now or asking right. you like the sighted person with the blindfold a bunch of questions. Like I think that is when it becomes a problem because it's like centering someone who does not have that experience when mm-hmm. you need to be centering the blind first because it's the whole point of this. And so I think if in a passive way that can be instructive to kind of give people perspective on what our world looks like. And I don't think that it's like the blind gaze. Like I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's just once it becomes about sighted of people freaking out that it really right. becomes sure. problematic. Yes, <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. And yeah, and I think that's why in, in that situation it only works if you have disabled folks who are at the front
1: yeah and like really leading the the discussion and and making it much more about our stories than about like the exact experience a person is having
0: it's not just you're not just inundating someone with a bunch of information with no context
1: right you can kind of and and i mean there's a lot of artistic like merit of kind of it you know, adding our perspective, it's, you know, it's literally, you know, like adding our perspective to a conversation that doesn't usually have our perspective. And so I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And I think it's necessary for art, in general, like, and I I do... You know, I think art is good because of its limitations. Um, when you utilize those, and so you know, I think I've said this before on the podcast. That's why disabled mm-hmm. well, people should be all artists, really, right. um, <laughs> <laughs> because we are the we inherently own that. Like I was talking about that with my physical comedy teacher about how, like, she was like, "Yeah, usually we just create obstacles. Like in clowning, you just create obstacles yeah. to, like for the humor. But you know, you have more ability to do that when you are." And I was like, "Yeah, we come with obstacles built in as fly people. Pretty but much. getting to like still, you know." find ways to like and and you know i think even, like with something like physical comedy there is that like when do you like go into a problematic place there's like a way mm-hmm. to kind of navigate that or and we, that's a whole other podcast right but. i mean
0: we've, <laughs> honestly we've seen that we, we talked we talked uh, way way back when when we were talking about men in tights yeah our second episode yeah um yeah,
1: yeah which I, and i think that like we've not really had an experience of a blind person Playing into like using that, which I think mm-hmm. has a different tenor to me. Um, so it'd be interesting. I mean, I would love to have this conversation about that, especially if there's a movie where we could have a conversation about a blind actor yes. doing more slapstick oh, yeah. blind stuff. I mean, yeah. i would love that. There's like no blind actors ever playing blind characters, so I'm not holding my breath for that. But um, I'm hoping. I mean, I'd love to see that because I would love to talk about something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I also think we could kind of probably fill a whole other podcast with that discussion.
0: But oh. definitely but yeah
1: i mean i think that like finding but using your limitations i think to to make your art more um interesting and poignant or just like kind of making it art like i I, yeah i i'm totally in support of that and and i don't think that's a bad thing i don't think you blindfolding people in the audience was a bad thing (laughs) um i think that's cool it was for
0: art You know, I, yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, go for it. It's better than all these sighted of people making movies where they're like, the twist is blind people exist, <laughs> <laughs> which brings us back to Bird
0: Box. Right. Oh God. Bird. Yeah. Bird box challenge. Don't do it. Don't super, do it. Super offensive. Don't do it.
1: Name your children. Also, this really bothered me in the movie. Don't name your child boy and girl. That's
0: that's basically well, well movie you're all, the movie. And you're you're already forcing gender upon your, your exactly. children as, as well. If, just by naming. Are you gonna let girl. boy
1: change his or her name to girl if right. it turns out that boy is a girl? Right. Because <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. Talk about a gendered name. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I should have thought. I mean, I I may be part of it thought of that. I was just so mad about it and I just I think, I think I was not thinking straight. It just but got I so stuck in your craw. It really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. There's. It is funny the things that like truly like make me so mad at the movies we watch. I'm like I'm a weird person sometimes. <laughs> but the things that just like destroy me, and make me so mad. But anyway, yeah, I feel bad because I feel like sometimes I'm kind of hard on moms in movies that we watch, <laughs> and yeah, I feel a little yeah. bit worried about that sometimes. But also we watch the movies with some pretty problematic <laughs> yeah, or weird yeah. of mother We're, characters. There's,
0: there's very few great stellar examples of mothers that in we've the watched we watch, yeah, yeah. yeah so
1: I but every time I'm like I feel a little bit bad because I'm like take care of your children or whatever but it's just like I don't know yeah whatever I still stand by that Sandra Bullock in this movie is like a ridiculous mother and should name her fucking children <laughs> Just get some names. Like, come on, um, she does at the end. At Tom the and Olympia. End, those are the names. Then I guess, like, I mean, kid, you. Those are not super gender non-specific. I thought Olympia is not a name
0: you hear very often. I know, all, right? So That's actually, kind of a cool name. Not gonna lie. Wait, is
1: that the name of her
0: sister? No, Olympia is the pregnant. Olympia is her mother. Her mother. well
1: well, the mother of the mother of the girl not not Sandra Bullock's no, yeah that's what I thought but I couldn't remember I don't know there's a lot of characters in this movie um and then we see the doctor who was looking at the ultrasound Dr. Leppan makes it out which is so funny because I really was thinking what happened during the first 20 minutes of the movie (laughs) and then I was like well I guess we'll never find out
0: (laughs) there she is at the end uh yeah I mean hmm yeah, the, the, I would say if you're, if you still, if you watch the movie and you're still really curious, I would say read, read the book or listen to the book. You know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's, I, re, I read it in October, uh, I think of last year because it, I was looking for a spooky book to read and so I picked it. But yeah, it's, it's fine. The audiobook is good. I'll, also, I will give props though. Uh, I thought the audio description for this was really good. I thought. Yeah, it's decent. There were some weird things where
1: I felt like they could have given a little bit more information, mm-hmm. but I I think I didn't notice it too much, which is probably good, because mm-hmm. like I didn't. I, but there were a, a few times where I was kind of confused on what was going on, which mm-hmm. is not good if the audio description for the audio descriptions. Yeah. But I don't know, they kind of disappeared for me in a way. So okay, well. I'm not sure, but they might have been good. I might have just been in a weird headspace. It was a, I had a long day at school when I was watching it, so it could have oh, been us. And yeah. Conrad kept talking to me. I was like, dude, I have to talk about this little podcast. Stop talking to me. <laughs> 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 and then he's like, oh, sorry. But I had to go back. So I was like, I missed well, this my, story.
0: My roommate was funny because he kept, he poked his head in and was like, are you watching Unsolved Mysteries? And I was like, no, I'm and we had talked about it. I was like, "I'm watching, still watching Bird Box. Like it's only been on for it's, twenty minutes, but it's two hours long. It is so long." And and he's like, "Oh, I thought I thought you were watching a true crime because of the narration from the audio description. Oh. It's like no." no no i just watch everything with audio description <laughs> yeah that's funny well
1: just, hopefully you'll get used to that because hopefully you'll oh, get to watch it with audio description. Yeah. yeah that's so weird though that's very funny to assume that it was uh true crime true crime instead of just an audio description <laughs> movie but yeah this movie is two hours long i don't know why it's two hours long so long i mean i guess it's a novel so they're like oh it's gonna be two hours long but yeah it's but no- it's
0: not a thick novel either i yeah. mean i don't even think it was like over 350 pages it's a quick read it feels like you could edit this you could take at least 30 minutes
1: out of this movie pretty Mm -hmm. easily with like you know pretty just like yeah feel good about this like 30 minutes you cut it's i guess it's like a lot of things sort of move the plot forward but yeah it's pretty long there's this other stuff we could probably talk about with this movie but i think we probably we we did it we did it from a blind perspective the other things to talk about are just (laughs) you know stuff not really related to any of the blind related stuff so feel good about this uh do you want to go first with blind sure. scooting
0: sure yes 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 uh we are sitting at a 2090 nice yeah 2090 uh I will never watch this movie again because I don't have to <laughs> yes because it honestly it just turns my stomach uh also uh, just want to acknowledge that B.D. Wong is in this movie. Oh, yeah. What's up, B.D. Wong? For, like, a moment. For, like, a moment. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but I I love him. I think he's amazing. I'll watch anything he does. So, yeah. Uh, B.D. Wong is awesome. Um, yeah, no, I... I never want to watch this movie again. <laughs> and that's the conclusion that I have that I have drawn. Uh, it, yeah, is, um, it, it Just as a blind person... I just find it really problematic and I find the discourse around it stupid.
1: Yep, so I'm that's done, fair. done. Yeah. I like how that's a twenty ninety in your book. <laughs>
0: It takes, it takes a lot. It takes
1: a lot. Whereas I'm like 20, 30 is my rating. Okay. And I'm like, it's interesting. It do- does a lot of like blind. It do- talks a lot about blindness in an interesting way of like, you know, the characters do have to be blind. it makes mm-hmm. you kind of think it's weird. It weirdly, I guess, does the best job you could at like the stupid thing that I hate about like giving sight of people blindfolds mm-hmm. and being like, you understand blindness. But in this movie, they really truly understand blindness because they can't take them off in- or they'll die. And I wish that I really just think that it's obviously made for sighted people oh yeah you need more this movie needs more blind it just people. needs so many more blind people and any blind person is just like screaming at their tv every moment being like where are the blind people where are the blind people <laughs> what is happening why aren't there more blind people in this movie yeah.
0: i mean i think if you put this you know if you gave me a choice you have to watch this again or blindness i would pick this because yeah. I just well, can't. so next
1: week, uh, no, actually, fuck you. No, I thought about kidding. doing that.
0: No, no,
1: actually, uh, I w- we'll have to watch it at some point. We will
0: have to watch it at some point.
1: I know yeah. we keep referencing it. It's not a, we, it's some, there's going to be some month where we do the two lost episodes mm-hmm. again. Now that mm-hmm. we've like, <laughs> maybe after our hundredth episode, it'll we'll be like, time to go back to the two episodes that never existed. <laughs> never happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, but I was like, no, we can't have another everyone in the world becomes <laughs> blind movie in a row. That would be three in a row and I can't I cannot do that okay. um so we're not doing that next week so what but, are we doing next week? um yeah I guess that's a transition into that we you did it the movie we're watching next week we're going from Sandra Bullock to Jessica Alba Ooh. we are watching The Eye from 2008 oh, fun okay So we're going a decade earlier than this movie actually um and it is a movie that's basically blink if blink also was the sixth sense a little cool. bit cool that's what it sounds like to me oh, This sounds great. Okay, Um, so I think it's streaming on Peacock. If anyone has Peacock, Um, I might have Peacock. You might. Okay, well, check that out Um, because it's streaming on
0: there. But then I, it's like available to rent, but annoyingly for like four dollars, which well, you know, I was thinking about buying Peacock for this month because Beetlejuice is on there and I could just stream it. Oh, so there you go. You're
1: you're golden. Yeah. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. probably Peacock costs as much as the rental for some reason, it does. so it, it, might as well. It exa-
0: it's 4.99. It, I I know it. does There you go. So, <laughs> there
1: so good. Get, get a free trial for Peacock or go. or
0: pay for a month cuz it's mm-hmm. the same price as renting yep. this movie yep. and I don't know if it'll be it, good know, enough to warrant. True. Well, you know, it might also be on Shudder too. Shudder is is um I need to keep my eyes on Shudder. It's this Horror streaming service?
1: Yeah, I know because we've a watched some movies on there yeah, last a m-
0: year. A lot of good stuff on there. Yeah.
1: I don't know if it is because usually it will say on right. um, the right. app that you just watch, um, and it did not. Yeah. It just said Peacock. Yep. So, well, then it's Peacock. It's Peacock. It is. Peacock. It is. Well, Beetlejuice. Just now we've said it twice. So anyway, <laughs> Um I'm gonna go and watch Beetlejuice. Oh my there. god. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Um. Well. <laughs> this is just one eye i did have to look so the like, is eye it, is it i i guess it would probably well the eyes that's still a thing but the hills it is, have eyes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it is not. It's singular. It is the eye. The eye. Just the one. Yeah, just one eye, mm-hmm. I guess. But I don't think it's just one eye. I think it's two, but whatever. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> Maybe it is just one. I don't know.
0: Um not so it be great? It's, it's Jessica Alba, but she's got one eye. But it's in the middle of her head like a cyclops. Oh, okay. And so, as opposed to like this she got a corneal <laughs> yeah, transplant, yeah.
1: which does happen in the movie. This but it's is the movie I eye. want to see. <laughs> that would be good i think it's possible to truly gets a corneal transplant in one Dang eye and that's it. why it's called that but i like the idea that it's oh. in the middle of her head that would be good um but yeah we'll come back next week to find out what's up with that um, and it's not about the whole world going blind so i figured that's good we good. just have a corneal implant the take classic take a
0: break from that
1: <laughs> the classic horror movie trope mm-hmm. of a corneal implant that makes you see things yeah, uh, it's really bizarre. There's at least two movies where that's the plot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we also have to say what we were blindsided by this week.
0: Yes. Well, so, what were you blindsided by? Oh boy! So I've had, last week was really good. I, I actually uh, exposed myself to a, a bunch of really great uh, pop culture things. Ooh. But the one that I've brought with me. Uh, is a book. Uh, the book is Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers. Nice. It is her debut novel, Ooh. and uh, it is a fantastic queer romance. Nice. Uh, yes, uh, about our about our main character, Grace uh, Porter, who wakes up in Las Vegas at the beginning of the book, at the end of a grad uh, graduation trip, and the end of a bender, and discovers that last night she married another girl. Oh wow. And the whole, and the, but that's, that is the main kind of thrust of the book, but the book is so much more than that. It is, it is about uh, being 29 or turning 29 and finding your place in your life and dealing with uh, your, your relationship with your parents and how you love them, but, the, but your relationship is sometimes fraught. And there's a lot of expectations that's been put on her shoulders that she finally has to come to terms with and realize, I don't think I want – that's what I want my life to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and she does that through uh, correspondences with this girl that she married, uh, Yuki Yamamoto, who lives in New York and Grace lives in Portland. Portland, Oregon. Oh, I know that place, You're right? So familiar. Uh, and and Yuki is a radio uh, host, actually, Aww. and she has this radio show where she talks about monsters and cryptids and, and cryptozoology. And they go That's on a cute. monster hunt together, and it's so fucking cute. That's very cute. Uh, but the book is just really poignant, and I I love Grace, and I love her because she's. I love her because of all of her flaws. And she's just—I I saw a lot of m- my life experiences mm. in her learning how to be her own person. That's sweet. So it's—it's it's it's really good. It's very important. It's really good. i, I love—I love the Morgan's writing. I can't wait for her next book. Uh, it's super cute. It's a—it's just a great little self-contained story, and it's not too long. It's—it's—you um, go through it pretty fast. And the audiobook is good too. Nice. And uh, yeah, so that's Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers
1: awesome and i'm bringing all i related content today Ooh. so um i'm bringing a movie um that is in theaters right now called the
0: eyes of tammy faye the saw it last night oh my god last night last night i'm yes, sorry i, was, I don't want to steal your thunder i mean okay. i
1: was just like i really hope Melissa doesn't like bring the eyes of tammy faye because I, I was like a little did. worried about it i almost so
0: did okay
1: i was like actually when i said you should go first i was like oh fuck i was gonna go first just in <laughs> case
0: Just to keep yeah. <laughs> but then you were like no. well i have Things that I, I like, so I was so like, okay, well, things.
1: I could just make Melissa do a different one if because uh, I I don't have it, I don't do enough, I don't I don't <laughs> watch enough media sometimes. Because I watch long TV shows and it just takes yes. me months, and then I'm like, what am I going to do? But Eyes of Terry Faye is a really fun movie. I mean, mm-hmm. I did have to watch the, uh, I mean, have to. It was it was really interesting. I did watch some of the documentary for my queer my oh, class. I want to watch in that, college, okay. yeah. which is the same name so it's kind of yes. confusing eyes of tammy faye the one that is currently on theaters or is out in theaters in uh september october 2021 whenever you're listening to this uh that one as opposed to the 2000 documentary um of the same name but it is um just this it's about the same person tammy faye baker who um is a um was a like preacher, uh, telev- like televangelist mm-hmm. preacher with her husband Jim Baker, but it is um like not. <laughs> It's definitely not your typical story I mean I saw it in my queer cinema class because she's kind of a queer icon and one of the like inspirations for the modern yeah. like drag movement yeah. and she during the time of the HIV AIDS crisis um would like actually did genuine interviews with people who um were um like she, dying
0: of right. HIV AIDS. she was one of the few Christian self-proclaimed Christians that was like, guess what? God loves everybody and I'm going to love these people with AIDS. Yeah. And it was, Mm -hmm. it's a very, like, it's pretty, I I liked just how so,
1: like, consistent and (laughs) just, like, and just, like, there's especially like watching a, like a Christian wife. There's such you just expect her to be someone who just at a certain point is like, well, my husband wants this, and she just never did that. She was just always like, I am my own person, and I'm gonna do this, and I am going and like you see, you know the movie sets up that she is like, oh, gay people are he, like they're people he, too, and they're, they're like humans, and wow. God loves everyone, mm-hmm, and He mm-hmm. didn't make mistakes and all you know, so so they kind of set this up early, and you just see how just it's it was a very nice and refreshing um story about like you know a world that you would not expect that story and um and it did also make there was something kind of bittersweet about it because it is about her fall from grace partly really because of like the you know, the conservative Christian
0: agenda, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically shown in the movie that Falwell kind of orchestrated the whole thing. He brought their their kingdom down. Now, granted... This is spoilers to the... This is super spoilers, I'm sorry. Please please watch the documentary or go see the movie. But, I mean, Jim wasn't innocent, you know? And, And my question is this is why I want to watch the documentary is my question is how culpable Tammy Baker was. Uh, Tammy Faye Baker was in all of this too. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's
1: interesting. I mean, I think it's, it is one of those things where it's like, there's a lot that you don't know. And I mean, oh God. Okay. So we're, <laughs> we're going <laughs> so skip ahead if you want. It is really good and you should it, see it. Yes. Jessica Chastain
0: MVP. I think um, she's going to get an Oscar nom for this. I really do. It's a great, it's performance. An amazing performance. Um, yeah.
1: But they're like, Conrad and I were also talking about how, like um, wondering about like Jim Baker And how there's like kind of rumors a lot that's kind of like touched in the movie that he is gay, and we see in the movie that like she's like he's not gay. Like I understand, like or I know him better than everyone. And then, but we were like, it's one of those things where you never know because Jim Baker's still alive and is not like Mm -hmm. openly gay. So it is one of those things where you always where we were like, I wonder if she also had more conversations with him in real life, but didn't want to like maybe maybe ruin his reputation
0: true i i be, i would believe that that sounds logical um or maybe he was bi i mean he could have definitely been bi or is bi he's still i mean alive, bi so.
1: erasure is a real right. thing but um but he's never been outwardly queer and yeah outed or outed he's not come queer. out yeah, yeah come out as queer yeah. in his lifetime that there's just like i guess well like rumors so there's also like you know i guess kind of you know whisperings that come into play in the movie mm-hmm. so that's why because normally it'd be like very shitty to unnecessarily out someone but like but it, mm-hmm. in the movie it's never really stayed out loud and and partly that's probably because he is alive too so you know I mean and even if it wasn't there's still I'm sure some like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. whatever saying like telling someone else's stories always right. you go into right. those problems when it comes right. to someone who might have been in the closet but yeah mm-hmm. um, it is it is definitely a really great um it's a great movie uh mm-hmm. and yeah and I think that it, it's I want to go back and revisit the documentary too mm, me too um, definitely because yeah, it was yeah. it was really interesting but yeah so I I've, I've even thought about the documentary before and so I was like oh well there's a minute I a movie but it's a really um yeah it's really fun it's it's um yeah she's just a very cool she's really cool yeah
0: I'm I went in not necessarily wanting to hate Tammy Faye I didn't know I don't know anything about her really right. very little I think most did people I, go know in, unless her. they're like drag queens yeah yeah and I'm just like wow she was a really amazing person yeah she is so I it did it did You know, uh, I still came out of it hating organized religion. Well, yeah, I mean... That isn't going to change.
1: Yeah, just at the end where she's just so stuck between... Like, she's just... I mean, almost like that stuff I was saying about mm-hmm. triggering feeling of blindness mm-hmm. of being, like, not belonging in either world. Like, I just saw myself in that, too, of just oh, being God, like yes. that. Like, you're not, like, the the secular world doesn't want you, but the religious world doesn't want you either. Right. And it's just because she was well, and, who she was. And, and, and like, she, she just stood by her
0: guns for something that was good to stand by your guns for. Exactly. And, I mean, you just feel for her. She gets out of... Jim's hands and everything, and after they divorce, and she's in the in the Hollywood studio talking to the agent, and you, I just it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. She doesn't know how to do anything
1: else. Yeah, she, it it's is not like, like such can... a
0: specific skill that's yeah. not
1: transferable as much as like, especially not to the rest of Hollywood. Right. And Hollywood is is a very secular, you know, as problematic as it is in so many ways, like you know, it's not, it is not, like, a Christian, like, you know, Hollywood is pretty secular as well as being problematic in other ways, but, like, but it is like that, it is that problem, especially for someone who, you know, I mean, I I think, like, her, her legacy lives on in, in, in like drag and, and yeah. what she um, and I think probably in a lot of ways which more what she did that's why I watched her in my queer cinema class like I feel okay. like she lives on as a queer icon more than anything else even though I don't think she was she probably was not queer um, like because she, uh, yeah, I think she's probably cis head actually, but I don't know. Probi- but probably. But she's just as a queer advocate and also is like a, her makeup is, is very. It's um, very iconic. Yes, very yeah. iconic and drag queen-esque. Um, yes. But I mean. Or like that she inspired drag right, queens right. is what I mean. But yeah. I mean,
0: she was, you know, she was there advocating for LGBTQ when nobody else would.
1: Yeah. Which is. Which pretty is pretty amazing. amazing especially yeah. like a televangelist. Yeah, she's, yeah. it's a pretty awesome story. And, um, and it is cool to, I think, having a more mainstream portrayal of someone who's kind of probably lost history at this point. She died, like, um, I think like In 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah, something like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it is. Great movie. It's out in theaters now, so you can go see it. It's supposed to have on your descriptions, but they didn't it have does. it at Living Room. <gasps> oh, Because no. I guess they didn't get it and like the manager <sighs> came up to me and was like, not I'm like, so sorry again. and we were like we were we were talking about like he was like, Yeah, I really wish they like they had it. They made everyone do audio descriptions, and then also like sent, like gave people money okay, at the theaters it, to get it. It, so it, it cool does have
0: audio description because when I went to Fox Tower, which is where I watched it, I watched it with AD.
1: Well, this is the frustrating thing: is that like a lot of the the art house theaters in Portland, and I've talked they to the managers it. because they'll come and they'll they'll mm-hmm. chat with you about it. And I like mm-hmm. I feel for them. I'm not. I really like the art house theaters, but there needs to be more like yep. easy. this the yep. technology should be more yep. accessible and. There should be more funding so that
0: studios. This provide is, it with the movies. Yes, this is why I still keep up my Regal account because it's just so sad because, because uh, I want to support our local it. theaters. I know, and I then know. also
1: the more art housey films are even less likely to just have a track at all. Sure, and so then there's that added of the double whammy of like all the the cool theaters that don't have so much access to technology,
0: and right. then well, like I want to I want to keep going back to Studio One, but I know they don't have. Yeah, they just don't have it. They don't set have up. it at all. So yeah, well, not um, sorry, that's not a jab at Studio One. I love. Please go to Studio One. I love them. <laughs> but
1: no, they don't are super cool. Set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, everyone, anyone in Hollywood who does distribution stuff, I don't fucking know. Just make I sure we know. need. There needs to be some. I think there should be legislation and like more funding to that no. kind of stuff. But anyway, whatever. Also, the manager of Living Room Theater was <laughs> talking about this, so we bonded over. Uh, nice over nice. that. I'm I, like going to know all the managers at every like, theater because they're all going to come up and apologize <laughs> to me for not having the audio description. Oh, this happened like three times already.
0: Well, and I like, I really like living in theater too. I've been there a couple yeah, of times.
1: Know. And they do have it set up, but I've yet to, I go see the like weird art housey movies so they're not as predictable. Sure. With, and that's like yeah. a studio problem. I mean, you know, it's a system, It's a more mm-hmm. systemic problem that's mm-hmm. not, like there's not well, one singular mm-hmm. thing to blame for if, them.
0: If you are so inclined to go watch it again, I can tell you 100% that fox tower has audio description
1: yeah we always have audio description
0: though sometimes
1: you get people who don't know how to work it so i've had a couple times where i've not gotten access to it
0: i've got them trained over at fox tower they see me coming they get the headphones out
1: that's good yeah i definitely know me yeah i have i have done that oh yeah i used to go to uh fox tower a lot more but um but yeah. mostly east side and recently I anyway this is very
0: specific We're so long <laughs> We're, we've gone we've gone so long oh, um, anyway, anyway so yes go see the eyes of tammy
1: faye baker it's great yeah it's really cool um it's not baker in Sorry, the title tammy faye. it is her eyes, the at, eyes of, of tammy, tammy faye baker but it's just in the yeah tammy, yeah. tammy faye is the, the, the title tammy faye. um and if you want you can also see the eye oh yeah, we well, yeah, we'll just back because hey. we'll be seeing it uh, or will we be seeing it? <laughs> um, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get slightly more scared sightless okay. just a little yes. less little more vision loss. Um our theme song is Violet Chia Fasano. Our YouTube is Citizen White Kane podcast. Our Twitter is White Cane Pond Our Instagram and our Facebook are both Citizen White Kane. If you'd like to send us an email, our email address is Citizen White Kane pod at gmail.com and if you'd like to leave us a voice message there's a link in the show notes um have you ever put on a blindfold and thought that you understood blindness
0: (laughs) have you ever given a really awful speech to your children about going down a a rushing river
1: yeah and did you do the bird box challenge and will you apologize to us on (laughs) there Oh, Ellen, what?
0: Ellen, we're talking to you. Yeah. I
1: <laughs> know she listens to the podcast. Yes. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. any of those things, there's a link in the show notes and come back next uh week for the the um the eye. Maybe it'll be an evil eye. Yeah ooh, can, evil eye come back to I love out. it. We're still we're still staying spooky. Yeah. Love it. We won't see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>